Good morning and welcome back to Wizards and Pixie Dust podcast where we talk about all things Disney and Universal related with your podcast hosts Mary Yohannan and Melissa Snyder. It is officially the last week in November of 2021. Good morning, Melissa. How are we doing today? Good morning. A little shocked at hearing that last week in November bit. That kind of puts everything in perspective. And yeah, yeah. Oh boy, pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. We have a special guest today. Are you excited, Melissa? So excited. I love when I love when we have guests, and I love when we have this guest on because she's so much fun to talk to. I know. I know. So we have. Miss Emily Nugent on today, a Life is Better traveling travel agent who loves all things Disney and now Universal. (laughs) Hi, ladies. Good Good morning. morning. All right. So this is a hot topic that we're going to talk about today. So let's just dive right into it um, versus talking about how much we ate at Thanksgiving and how much, you know. Yeah, I'd like to forget that. That, That's fine with me. (laughs) Really would like to forget that. (laughs) Okay, so today we're going to talk about this Disney Genie service, which launched a month ago in October. Yeah. Um, And it's supposed to take over Fast Passes and everything. So it's a new service that has gotten a lot of backlash, to say the least. Right, ladies? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yes, definitely. Yes. So um, I was reading that initially this whole genie service was supposed to mimic what they have in Disneyland, that max pass, and make it super easy for those who are on property um, to be able to make passes the day of, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a person having used max pass multiple times, having been to Disneyland multiple times, uh, yeah, I, I don't get that. <laughs> so this will be an interesting talk, but this we're going to do everybody who's listening in right now. We are going to do a multi-part uh, Disney genie breakdown. So this will be the first episode and we're just going to get into the easy stuff here. Right, ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Start out, start out with the basics and the easy, the simple. Yeah, it <laughs> if it is. Yeah, I know, oh, right? I know. Right? <laughs> Short conversation. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I wish we could say that, right? So, mm. um, too funny, too funny. All right. So here's the gist. Disney Genie service, again, like we said, was launched uh, a month, over a month ago to help, um, get people through the lines a little bit faster. So there's a portion of this that's free. So tell me what portion of this service is free to people to use. So um, just the Disney Genie itself is free. Um, So this is a... This is a um, part within the uh, My Disney Experience app uh, that you already download to go to the parks. Uh, And this, this... entity is really going to help to plan out your day, or at least that's the purpose of it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so that is the free part that does not include any of the lightning lane fast pass type of things that they're 
that they are um, promoting mm -hmm. with Genie Plus. And, it, okay. and it's something that you'll see, <clears throat> excuse me, right on your My Disney experience. So it's just something that they've added right to your existing My Disney experience, like another, another place to click, another tab, depending on what medium you're using to access this. But it's just something that's in there that you're going to see, not an, an extra app that you have to download or anything else that you have to worry about, you know, you know, navigating something separate. This is just something that's part of your, what you've already been using to navigate Disney. Exactly, exactly. So uh, to get to the Disney Genie, um, basically you would just go down to the plus sign in the app where you would make any type of mobile order, um, dining reservations, and then at the very bottom of that, it's the uh, Genie tip board, and that's what you would select. Okay, okay, cool. So in here, the tip board, because <laughs> let's be honest, this app, first of all, the My Disney Experience app is a little bit confused. <laughs> There's so many components to it. This is all Disney and, technology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I swear they spend more on um, lawyers and everything than on the technology that they should be, right? Let's oh, be their technology. They are mm. perfecting right. their Mickey bars. Yeah. <laughs> They're more worried about their copyright than this sometimes. Yeah. So um, here's the thing. So you go, you download the My Disney Experience app to your phone. Um, and and for those of you who have never been to Disney and don't know what the My Experience, My Disney Experience app is, also known as MDE. So if you're in forums and you see MDE, that means My Disney Experience. Um, you download it to your phone and you can link your reservations, your tickets, all of that stuff in here, do dining. It's supposed to be a one-stop shop app to be able to do everything for your Disney vacation, right? Mm -hmm. Now they've added Genie, the Genie service to this, where, you know, when we were talking the other day, I think it took me five minutes. To find <laughs> 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 yeah. The plus you click on that. Now, once you're in to the Genie service, it's so the app shows you like what wait times and stuff. So is that correct? Yes. So what you will do um, once you're in the app is, well, Mary, did you want to talk about the tip board first or the like wait times? Well, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand, right? Like, okay. Yeah. So what you'll do um, once, once you have downloaded it, um, download your MDE and you've linked all your tickets. Um, if you have a park pass reservation, then you can go in and create your day, basically. And in there, you're going to say the things that you want to do, the things you're interested in, the things that you want to ride, the things that you want to see, attractions, what maybe you want to eat. Um, but then you also, on the tip board, can see... Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. Um, you can see... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, you can see the uh, wait times. So it's just another location that you can see the standby wait um, as long as also if there are any lightning lane availabilities. Okay, so I know you said park reservations. So that was something else. If you're a first time listener, Disney still has their park reservation system up and running. So if you have... Um, dates that you're going and you have tickets so you need tickets physically tickets to be able to mark make a park reservation so if you have tickets you make your park reservation and then you can go into the genie service yeah and just so that everybody knows if you are currently using an agent with life is better 
um, we are unable to make those park pass reservations for you. Um, that is one of the only reservations that we are unable to do because you do have to acknowledge the uh, COVID, new, the new COVID protocols and their terms and all that stuff with Disney. It's just a legality thing that uh, that that's the only thing that we cannot do for you. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now we're in there. We have the tip board. The tip board tells us, hey, these are, um, well, you can choose which park you want to look at, right? Is that the deal? Yes. You can yes. choose which park you want to go to and you can see the various wait times and everything for the tip board. So yep. it'll say like, oh, you know, uh, let's see, we're in Animal Kingdom today and Flight of Passage currently has a 90 minute wait. But if you want to purchase the Lightning Lane Pass, which we'll talk about in another episode, <laughs> you can do that. Um, so the tip board allows you to look and see at what time um, the next shows are, as well as the standby line times, correct? Yeah, so you can see the attractions, you can see the rides, you can see cavalcade times, parade times. So hopefully with the return of uh, the fantasy parade, right? Mm -hmm. was, was it festival? Festival, Festival Fantasy. Festival Fantasy. They just announced <clears throat> at the yeah. uh, at Destination D23 last week. Um, they did not set a date for that. but Right. They left it kind of wide open. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Going in January. Come on, Disney. Yeah, yeah. That's um, 2022 to me. <laughs> I, yeah. So uh, that time would be, you know, in your tip board as well. Um, so you can see, you know, any wait times, any attractions, or any cavalcades. Okay, so let's talk about, I'm in the app, I'm looking at this, I'm at Animal Kingdom today. I just have Animal Kingdom up, that's why I'm saying Animal Kingdom. But I have Animal Kingdom up as saying here now that Dinosaur, the ride Dinosaur, has a five-minute wait. How true is that wait time? <laughs> Cringe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's be honest. Um, you know, we talked before uh, getting onto the podcast today. And the consensus from the three of us was every single forum that we read said that the standby the standby line wait times were off badly. Yes, I would agree. Yes. Well, right? I mean, I think this is a tool. You know, this is a tool that that's for guests to use. You know, supposedly to manage <laughs> and plan their day and navigate the parks more efficiently. But you know it's a tool for Disney to be able to try to funnel people to different areas of the park. And, you know, I would, I would speculate that they're definitely, I don't want to say manipulating wait times because that sounds just like evil villainous type of, you know, mode that they're in, but you know, that they're um, maybe padding the wait times or, uh, you yeah. know, I, don't I know. would agree. Well, let's be honest. Like, you can probably go as low as five minutes. I don't, I mean, at that point, like five minutes, probably, it probably takes you five minutes just to walk through the line, right? right. I mean, it's probably right. the least right. amount of time that they can put up right. for a standby right. line. Yeah. For like, for, yeah, if you're just walking through, getting on, no wait, they, I think that you're right. They have to put five minutes, like they have to put something. Right. But here's the thing that, that makes me wonder is, you know how, um, 
you've been in the standby line and they give somebody one of those badges to carry through the line. So they mm -hmm. scan the badge at the front, they go through the line, they scan it at the end, and then it'll update the amount of time of the standby line outside of the ride, right? Like that's the system at Disney World. Okay, but is that system linked? So I have some inside news on that system. Ooh, <laughs> I love inside news. <laughs> and they may have changed this since I, I talked to this cast member, but they weren't using those um, because of COVID. Oh. They, because it was a high contact, oh. huh. you know, people were constantly touching them. Yeah. So they were more or less estimating like, okay, so when the Jungle Cruise line gets to this point, it's usually roughly an hour wait. Um, so that's kind of, I, I think, what explains as to why the wait times are off a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, since they've reopened, just because, yeah. I mean, I know... We waited sometimes just that amount of time. We waited half that amount of time. We waited more than the posted yeah. time. So, yeah. who knows? <laughs> Interesting. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the things, though, that the feedback has been people will get in line and say, oh, okay, you know, it's a 30-minute wait time, but then they find themselves waiting 60 or 75 minutes. So, um it would be nicer if they just overshot, right? Yeah. Like, so much nicer. So yeah. much nicer. What a, what a happy surprise that would be, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'd rather be surprised. It's a kid-friendly park, right? right? So you have a lot of little kids. So if you, you know, look here and you, and you say, okay, oh, it's tough to be a bug, which really isn't a ride. But, like, if it says five-minute wait time and you end up waiting 30 minutes with little kids, like... Right. I mean, that's kind of rough. So, yeah. um, but that's the uh, difference of a potty break. Huge, <laughs> hugely, hugely, you know? Yeah. Or hangry. They could get hangry if it's yeah. like right before lunch. I mean, like there's so many ways to just all of a sudden your day is ruined just from one yeah. little incident of, a you know, it being wrong. So, um, okay. So I'm still in animal kingdom now. Um, this was interesting. So I click on the standby line. It says 90 minutes. So I click on this. So tell me, I get a new screen that comes up. What is this? Let me look. Hold on. <laughs> it says here, forecasted wait today. Oh, okay. So this is really cool. I, I really do like this, um, this portion of the new feature. So in this portion, it's going to basically tell you the forecasted wait time for the day. So mm. basically what Disney did is they're taking into account, you know, the, the amount of park pass reservations probably as well as um, like historical data for, for that ride and that time of day, that time of year, that date. Um, and they're going to tell you, you know, is the line going to increase historically or has the line decreased historically? So you can go in once you click on that standby time and look and say, hey, no, let's go ride this at one o'clock because historically it goes down because people tend to leave Animal Kingdom at park hopping time and go to somewhere else. You know, so maybe the wait time goes down or it's more or less, oh, the wait time is just going to keep increasing. Let's just ride it now type of a deal. Um, so that that is really a new feature that they've added. Um, you know, there are some outside 
sources that do the same thing. Um, but it's nice that Disney, you know, has now put that into their app. It is. It's just funny because looking at Flight of Passage, it's literally just like this across the board. <laughs> yeah, until what? What time? <clears throat> six o'clock. Yeah. Right after six, it like drops it because the park closes. <laughs> However, like I click on dinosaur and dinosaur, it's like this gradual increase and then it comes down and, and plateaus off. But so, so you can actually, if there is a ride, right? Like you're in the app, there is a ride that has a long wait time. You can click on that and then see if there's any other time throughout the day that it might come down. So you can adjust accordingly, right? Absolutely. And that's, that's really a nice feature just to kind of help plan out your day. Um, you know, it's also really cool if you're somebody who takes breaks during the day, you know, to know like, mm -hmm. hey, if we if we go back to this park, let's hit this up this evening because it's saying the wait time is going to be less, you know, so it's kind of it's a it's a really neat feature. Yeah, it is. It's kind of nice. The only thing is it doesn't like it just has like the time frames, but it doesn't like as far as like um, the row goes, it'll tell you the time, but on the column part, it doesn't tell you like, oh, this is five minutes, this is 90 minutes. Like that's the only thing that I wish they Yeah. Like if you look at Navi River Journey, this one's kind of funny. This is when I was all over, place, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. You're better well, to ride that one after two o'clock. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I like looking in here, too, is when you were talking about shows and parades earlier, if you click on that show, it actually gives you all the show times for that day, too. I love that. Yes. I'm so glad they did that because I think that was something that the times of the show that was so hard to find. You had to click on so many different things or get the paper brochure. The paper brochure was the easier thing for me to carry around for the darn show times. Lose the paper brochure. I mean, well, we always had one for each person just because that happened all the time, you know, but like, but that was still even having lost like three out of five of them, like being able to produce one, you know, one of those was so much easier than finding the darn show times or getting the app to load with, you know, oh, yep. Hey, Agreed. hey Melissa, Agreed. when is the three o'clock parade? <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm all over most of the time. <laughs> But if you ask me, no, but if you ask me before coffee, it really I might not be able to tell you. It's true. I do love that feature that they're they're showing all of that extra stuff. So it kind of helps, especially if you have kids. Like in your, yeah. they want to see that cavalcade or they want to see that yeah. kite show or you know, and you're like, well, I don't know when it is. You know, it's, it's right there for you. It's easy to have it all in one place to be able to compare. You know, and just it, it, yeah, that's so. I'm so glad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's talk about the other part of this app besides the experiences, the dining part. Yes, so the dining part from what I have experienced. Um, so once you're on your tip board, you have both the experiences portion, which is what we've been talking about, the wait times, the forecasted wait times. Um, but then you also have a, a option there for dining. And this is really... Um, basically going to link back to the mobile dining feature um, in MDE. But the cool thing about this is that it's going to tell you right away what is available. What, um, you know, are they accepting dining reservations? Are they accepting a wait list, a walk-up wait list? Um, and then when is the next arrival window for mobile dining? 
So for example, Flame Tree Barbecue, if I just, right now it has a mobile order for 1015 to 1045. If I click on that, it's just going to take me right back to the mobile ordering section and MDE in the My Disney Experience <clears throat> app. So it doesn't go anywhere else as far as, you know, somewhere separate. You're just going to go right back to that screen that you're pretty familiar with, with um, mobile uh, ordering. I like that they included that though with the Genie services. I think that's helpful, especially with their with them encouraging more mobile ordering. Yeah, yeah. and I really like yeah. the the reservation feature in there. Yeah. That it yeah. says, hey, there are reservations available for that that yeah. restaurant yeah. on that day. Um, and same with the walk-up. I have a client going in January and the one day they're like, I don't know where we want to eat yet. And they haven't really committed to a reservation yet. Um, so I'm like, well, you're going to need this <laughs> to figure out what's available when you're hungry. <laughs> no, and that like, it is nice because when you went into the dining one, like it was just all together. So like every park and you can filter, but right. this is just nice that it's already just filtered for you versus having to yeah. figure out how to use the filter and everything. Yeah. So right now, if you look at Tusker house, it's a 10 minute, uh, walk up list. And then if you click it, it says you can join, but I'm too far away in Pittsburgh to join the 10 minute walk-up list. So sad. <laughs> well, I think that's good too, because I think, you know, especially if you've been to Disney before COVID, the idea of a walk-up reservation is, you know, a walk-up reservation, walk-in dining for something is kind of foreign. You know, if you've made your reservations those six months before, you know, I think even having, you know, been a lot, I would kind of think that maybe there isn't a walk-up reservation on the day that we're going, you know, why would I even ask, you know? So to have exactly. that on there, I think that's a really good thing. It's like unheard of before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, I don't know if that'll change if, you know, the, the amount of walk, you know, reservations will be less as the park as everything gets back to more back to normal, but still, you know, the fact that that possibility exists, I think that's really, you know, maybe that'll open some people's eyes and be able to have a happy surprise when they're there one day. <laughs> okay, so uh, you can use the free Disney service to plan your day accordingly. You don't have to purchase the Lightning Lane stuff, which we're going to talk Correct. about in the next episode. So if you don't purchase it, this just gives you a good idea of where to go to next and maybe possibly looking at the wait times throughout the day to determine where you can go back to later, correct? Yeah, so the Disney Genie itself is free, right? So that's available for everybody built into the My Disney Experience. That's what we've been talking about. And then in the in the next episodes, like Mary said, you know, we'll get into the lightning lanes and then we'll get into the individual selections. Um, something that, that I don't know, Mary, if we chatted about beforehand, but I wanted to just bring this up. On the My Day portion of the Genie app, if you go all the way down at the very bottom, there is a portion that says need help and you can actually chat with a cast member. So this is something that, you know, Universal has done where you mm -hmm. can text about stuff, which has been fantastic. I know, Mary, you you rave about it. Um, but now Disney, <laughs> Disney has taken that also and they're allowing you to be able to ask questions to a cast member. So that's kind of cool too. Um, I have personally not used that, so I'm not too sure how 
you know, easy it is or, you know, how fast they get back to you. But that's really a cool feature that they that they've put in there. Nice. Nice. I know it's the see, and these are those little things that it's like it's hidden, right? Like, how would right. you find that, you know, unless it's like you're scrolling all the way down and stuff like that. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So as with everything, Disney, there's a t- huge amount of terms and conditions <laughs> with this app. So if you decide to use the free version, just again, be aware of the standby line times might not match up correctly. Um, and if Emily is correct and they are guesstimating ride times versus doing the the, the actual ones, um, should be interesting. So according to many forums, there's this 80-20 rule that we were reading about, right? Right. Yeah. So um, what was it? 80% of the people go through Lightning Lane and then 2% or 20% standby, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, according to the forums, it seems like a hundred percent lightning lane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> so you know, it's one of those things where I think, and Emily, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're in the park and you don't have the paid version, you can pay for the version while you're in the for the park, correct? Oh, absolutely. You can be standing in a standby line and be like, this is complete crap. And you go on the app and add that Disney Genie Plus for the $15 for that day for everybody in your party. And then you have access to those lightning lanes. Yeah. So um, if you get there and it doesn't end up working out and, and, um, you know, the standby lines are ridiculous. Now, here's the other thing, though. If the standby lines are ridiculous, here, I, I is there going to be availability for Lightning Lane at that point? Yeah, that that's definitely a risk that you take. Yeah. Because yeah. based off of what the craziness has been this week at Walt Disney World, um, I heard the customer <laughs> service line has been long to, for people to get, you know, refunds for Disney Genie Plus. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely depends on, you know, the time of year you go, what yeah, days right. you go. And that's why using an agent is so, so, so helpful because, you know, an agent's going to tell you, don't go to Magic Kingdom on a Monday <laughs> or yeah. a Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> go later on in the week. You know what I mean? Like, because that, that historically those are the busy days. So, um, you know, it's, it just, it's helpful to know those extra little tips and, and um, when, when deciding to invest in the Genie Plus. Well, overall, ladies, do you think that this has potential? Do you think that it's going to evolve into something better? (laughs) I'm like trying to figure out how I want to word this because like, I, I, like with yeah. the mixed reviews on everything. Do you think it's going to, I don't know. Do you think it's going to evolve? Do you think people are going to embrace it eventually? Right now, it doesn't seem like people are embracing it very well. I, I feel, think, I've, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I think um, Disney has to evolve it some. I think they have to make some changes to it because it's just not, it's not working. Um now, you know, I've heard that it's better to have it for some parks versus other parks. Uh, so that may be something, you know, you always want to talk with your agent about. 
Uh, but it's definitely something that I think needs work. I think it was kind of maybe a quick little fix that we need to get something out there. Um, you know, maybe they'll bring back that dining plan with a quick fix too. <laughs> but uh, that's for another episode. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that they kind of have to do something. What about you, Melissa? I think, I mean, I think I felt this way when um, Disney changed from paper fast passes to the the pre-scheduling fast passes thing, that whole thing. I, I wasn't a fan of it. And I think um, it took some time to adjust to that. I do think that they have released this and it's more complicated. It's a more complicated system that they've released versus when they switched from the paper fast passes to the, you know, register the um, through the app. Um, so, and I think what I, what I tend to see a lot with Disney is that they put something out there they kind of do things backwards. They put something out there and then they figure out and fix the bugs. Like after it's all out there, like they put the finished, like end goal out there versus starting from the ground up and adding a little, a little at a time to build it up. So I don't necessarily agree with that. (laughs) You know, I think it can be pretty frustrating. Um, but you know, at least if it's out there, we know the capabilities and maybe they can now start working to fix all the things that are going wrong with it. Um, I read in one article, somebody said it was, you know, they probably released it too soon. It was probably not ready and they just put it out there. And I, I, I agree with that. I don't think it was ready. So, yeah, I don't think it's ready for the capacity in which it's being used. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, that wraps up our Disney Genie service free components portion, <laughs> part one. So uh, we'll talk, we're going to talk on our next episode about the paid components of the uh, Genie service. So make sure to listen into the next episode. And in the meantime, make sure to check out our Facebook page and Instagram, Wizards and Pixie Dust. And if you're looking to listen to more episodes or you want to read Emily's new blog that we have also on Wizards and Pixie Dust, head over to wizardsandpixiedust.com. All right, ladies, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you.